This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Uh, so let's talk right. about the Eagles and the 49ers. The spread has remained steady at two and a half. It jumped to three for like a quick second before getting pounded by 49ers money. Uh, so yep. it's looking like uh, it's still a public play uh, with the Eagles laying the two and a half. They are at home, the total 46 and a half. So KJ, I am leaning heavily towards the Eagles, but like I said, yeah. I feel like this is this could go either way. Well, I think the either way you're really talking about is, does Brock Purdy show up to be a rookie or does he continue to keep his superhero cape on? And that might be why you saw the quick flux of three and then back down to two and a half. Um, Look, you know, if there is an angle that I would play is that it's cold weather. You got a rookie quarterback on the road. Um, This is a prime time game. This is the, this is no, this is the early game. So maybe that helps a little bit. How does, you know, this may sound crazy. How does sun reflection play? Like these are like things that you can't put on a sheet but you start to play in your head, you know, like, will there be reflective sun? Will there be a, a stronger wind? Is there, you know, what, I forgot the name of um, the, the Schoikel Rivel. I, I almost want to say it like a three, uh, you know, Schoikel. Um, will you be getting like a, will you, will you be getting a, a strong breeze coming off of the river into the stadium? Will there be a swirling wind? How does this affect the kicking game? You know, so these are different things that I would have to kind of start thinking about, like looking at weather reports. You know, is there going to be wind gusts in, at play? And if it is, then it says, okay, uh, does this mean that the 49ers lean even more on Christian McCaffrey? Does Debo Samuel start to become more of a runner versus the passing game, you know, from the San Francisco side? From the Eagles side, does that mean that Jalen Hurts is going to run with the ball more often? Will there be more tight end play? Do you lean heavier on the running game? Um, is gain well become more of a factor out of the backfield, keeping short passes if you do have these wind gusts. So these are different things that, you know, you start looking into before you say, okay, who covers the money line? And I'm with you. I'm leaning heavily on the Eagles. In fact, I'm actually playing an alt line for them to really win by four and a half or more. So, so I, I do like the Eagles here. I just think that, you know, Brock Purdy's Cape doesn't, doesn't show the luster and that Eagles defense doesn't get, talked about as much as the 49ers defense does and I think their defense is just as good maybe if not a little better I think that is the only logic you you can say against Brock Purdy is that he really hasn't faced a ton of great defenses because if you look at their win streak during the regular season it was his steady diet of you know the Seahawks the Cardinals the Raiders and then finally we saw him against a good defense in the Cowboys and it's not like the Niners blew out the Cowboys, despite the Cowboys playing terribly on the offensive mm. side of yeah. the ball. So we saw Brock Purdy kind of come back to life. But the thing is, their yeah. defense is so good that they probably will keep it close. And they will keep them within striking distance. It's just a matter of 
who makes the fewest mistakes? Like, I would love to come on here and feel super confident and say, like, this is the advantage that's going to make this team dominate over this one. But when you have right. four teams in, in both games that are just so evenly matched, you know, it's going to come down to execution. But I will say, yeah. if there's anything on paper that you can look at and say, hey, this team ha has an advantage here, I think it's the explosive play potential for the Eagles yeah. because the Niners have given up a 40-plus yard play in five straight games. So maybe a team like the Eagles, who certainly can get the ball down the field, can take advantage of this. So taking a long, hard look at Jalen Hurts over his longest reception or longest completion prop of 38 and a half. I kind of like mm -hmm. the over here because he's hit this in four or five. The Niners have given it up in five straight games. And don't you know, like, wouldn't they try to pull out everything out of their bag of tricks when it comes to the offense to try to get some points here? Uh, and also, if we're looking at player props, I think it's going to be an A.J. Brown game. Uh, it pains me to say that because I am a Titans fan and it's going to, you know, make me feel like he's the one that got away, even though I already feel like that. So I think he's <laughs> their shiny new toy. I think they're going to try to use him. And plus, he was pouting last game because he didn't get the ball enough, uh, even though that game was a blowout. So it didn't really matter. So, KJ, what are the players and, you know, the the matchups that you think matter the most here? Well, look, Chelsea, don't cry over spilled ex-Titans because I have a play of uh, I have a play of AJ Brown under 70 and a half yards. Uh oh, because the we're going head to head. The, right, because the 49ers, I think their thing is we're gonna either let make Jalen Hurts beat us with his legs or Devonta Smith just go absolutely off. And so you would say, look, AJ Brown is kind of built for this, and because he's built for playoffs and for situations like this. You're going to see rotated coverage. You might see two shell on him just so that way he doesn't get off. And if he does get frustrated again, then you might, as the 49ers defense, try and make Jalen Hurts force stuff to A.J. Brown because of what he didn't get to do last week. So if, if you're the 49ers, you say, how do you mentally play Nick Sirianni into a situation where he starts maybe pushing panic buttons and it, 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 this really is a game of how do you make either Brock Purdy beat you or Jalen Hurts beat you? And if you say if it comes down to the, those two, who's more likely to beat you? It's Jalen Hurts. But you would say, you know what? I would rather not have Jalen Hurts just eyeing in the sky and get, and then be able to just go to the run game and we've got to play catch up. Catch up. You would rather, if you're the 49ers, make him force things into situations, get him in third and sevens where you're like, okay, we have a spy that sees that wants him to run, but we also are going to keep two eyes on A.J. Brown as a dependency to see if he's going to consistently go there. So that's where I think some of the gamesmanship is. So I don't see A.J. Brown going off because I think the 49ers will be right there waiting for him. All right, counterpoint, since I am going squarely mm. against you on this one, I feel like you might be nervous taking an under on A.J. Brown because – I saw this number at 68 and a half earlier in the week, and I believe it's still out there somewhere. If you take that number, he's hit this in six straight games. Uh, if you take that last Giants game out, which, you know, that was a blowout. Uh, it was 38-7. It's not a game where they needed to lean heavily on A.J. Brown. And as somebody who watched A.J. Brown with the Titans, 
believe you me, uh, he has been covered, draped upon uh, by opposing secondaries. And he is so big and physical that sometimes it doesn't matter. Because remember last year, he was really the only uh, number one receiver that the Titans had. They did not have a ton of depth. So late in the game, it was Ryan Tannehill just force feeding the ball to A.J. Brown. So I'm going to yeah. go against you on that one, but we shall see. At least one of us will be a winner in that one. So continuing on with our NFC Championship talk, let's take a look at the total. 46.5 KJ, kind of like the under here. I think the the defense is yeah. put on a show. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be low scoring. I'm with you there. Eagles have the best pass defense in the league. Plus, you got them outdoors. You've got a rookie. So, Kyle Shanahan, who's kind of like this wizard of offense, I think he's going to be pretty intelligent and try and lean on Christian McCaffrey. I've never been a fan of Christian McCaffrey as, as a hitting the hole, you know, getting into four yards in the dust guy. I've always said that he's got to find his – he's got to bounce his way to an outside at some point to be effective. And I think the Eagles will be able to bracket him in that regard. But the 49ers are going to – that's why I said you'll probably even see Debo Samuel on some carries as well, even though I don't think he'll be too thrilled about that. I mean, oh, come on, man. Like, did, did we have discussion at the end of last year about me running the ball too much? But I think it's one of those situations where they're going to have – the 49ers are going to have to be very creative in ball control and, um, and, and, and their ground game. So, yeah, this is going to be one of those games where you're going to see, like, time of possession play a big factor – Six-minute drives, keeping offenses off the uh, off uh, off the field, especially the Eagles, who have the ability to, for that quick strike ability. So, um, yeah, I definitely like the under on this. I see this game maybe one of the teams getting into the twenties and the other team being held in the teens. You know, obviously, I'm thinking the 49ers held in the teens. So, I'm looking at a game that might even be as low as maybe 40 and a half. Yeah, I like the under here as well. As far as totals go, it's my favorite total yeah. of the week. I know there's only two games, but still, you're looking at two of the premier defenses in the NFL, and I know everybody wants to talk about the offenses and the quarterback matchups, but look at the Niners. They're the number one defense in the NFL against the run. Look at the Eagles. Yeah. They're the number one defense against the pass, and oh, by the way, they also have an amazing pass rush who is fully capable of getting a ton of pressure on Brock Purdy, who really hasn't seen a ton of great defenses. So I think it's going to be a lower scheme, a lower scoring game, at least for the 49ers. I don't know. It feels like an under. I feel more confident, I think, on the total than I do the side. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but do you ever just play gut feelings? Because like I said, I do think the Eagles have the advantage in the explosive game and also the fact that Brock Purdy is going to be going against a really uh, tough pass rush. But mm -hmm. I am not completely sold that we should just assume that Jalen Hurts is this veteran presence. Because I almost forget this. Like, he was only drafted in 2020. There's a chance he's yeah. not going to be amazing, even though I would be surprised. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I always thought that if, if Minnesota had won their game against the Giants, would we be looking at a potential different NFC championship game? Because, like, granted, the Giants, are they're, they're okay, but for the Eagles to come out against an opponent that they've seen and have had no trouble with, I felt like they really weren't tested against the Giants. And I thought if Dallas had won their game, uh, I'm sorry, if Minnesota and then Dallas and the Giant, the Eagles had played, then there would have been the real test, I thought, for the Eagles with the, with, with the Cowboys defense coming at them. So, you know, I, I think that the jury is still kind of out on Jalen Hurts. And obviously, if he passes this test, then clearly, you know, we're looking at a not guilty verdict in terms of not being able to do it. 
But again, you know, there is that element of, eh, but what if? So when you talk about the gut feeling of, uh, do I ever bet with a gut feeling? Yeah, when it comes to the Patriots, because you, there's just there's some psychological feelings of you know what they can and cannot do, right? But in terms of when you're talking in, in the general perspective, you really need to look at all particular angles. You know, I mean, you, about players. You know, um, where where does the running game come in? Like, because if you even look at historically teams that have won the Super Bowl, like they could have been a, this huge passing team during the regular season. But they'll average about 90 to 100 yards per game rushing once they get into the playoffs. So even passing teams know the importance of the run at this stage of the playoffs. And and the Eagles are the team that really would kind of have to prove that they could do that and not necessarily with Jalen Hurts' legs. Yeah, uh, I do think it's going to be a close game. And just to recap how we feel on this game, I think both of us are on the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles minus two and a half. I also think the money line is a solid play. Also like the under 46 and a half. And then here's where me and KJ split. I think it's an AJ Brown game. He thinks it is an under for uh, AJ Brown. Uh, But that's where I stand. KJ, anything else quickly that you like in this game? Uh, for both teams to disappear after the game is over. I can't stand either. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you're kidding. Why do you hate the Eagles uh, and the Niners? Yeah, I just don't. I like the, the historical, um, part of me, like I was a little bit of a Giants fan as a kid. So that kind of, that, that plays into it a bit, you know, old school. So yeah, I'm not an Eagles fan. Like even when you fly into Philly, you can tell you're not a fan. Like, oh, like, oh, God, I'm in Philadelphia. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.